0: For more information on the Ex Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's e x mormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl.
1: I'm your host Bishop Earl and I'm grateful to God for this opportunity. I'm really happy tonight to introduce Laura Oh darn! Silitaki. <laughs> Silataki. Silataki. Yeah. I missed it. That's darn it. okay. Rats. <laughs> it's a wonderful name. What nationality it's is Polish. that? Polish. Is it Polish? Oh, and that's your husband's, Jamie, and yep. and he's. Uh, and how long have you been married?
2: We've been married eight years, I think. Have Nine you? years. Uh-huh. Eight years, I think. Oh, well, that's neat. not very good with dates. So.
1: <laughs> but before that, you had a whole life as a Latter Day Saint. Tell yes. us a little bit about that.
2: Well, I was a convert. I joined the church when I was um, 20-ish.
1: Missionaries?
2: um, No, I was dating a fellow who was LDS, Mm. and he um, presented me with the Mormon story, Mm -hmm. and I liked it. It appealed to me. I had kind of a bad childhood, and so the whole family thing was very appealing. Wow. Wow. Um, they kind of seemed to have everything figured out. Christianity had kind of confused me in the past. You know, I didn't really understand the Bible and yeah. hadn't really had anybody open it up to me. And and the Mormons just had all the answers, had and the they answers even had another book that was <laughs> easy to understand. And wow. so it just was very appealing to yeah, me. They
1: so, had all the answers from where you've been, where yes. you, why you're here, and where you're going, and what you
2: got to do to get back.
1: Yep. Yeah. yep. And and, uh, and like you say, another book too. Yep. A couple of books actually. Mm. <laughs> Yep. So how what was your activity level like as a new convert? Was um, it one of those where you were Yeah, early?
2: I had to immediately had to go to off to BYU and Oh you did? Um, you know, just did everything that a good Mormon girl would do. <laughs> so and then uh, met my husband. and So the
1: fellow that converted you didn't end no, up being no, your husband? No, okay. we didn't end
2: up together. Oh, okay, <laughs> But um, I did end up with another LDS man that, you know, we went to the temple and we mm-hmm. were married in the temple. And he was, uh, you know, s- d- served a lot of in bishoprics and stake presidencies and things That's of that nature. That's kind of an so. important
1: part of the culture, isn't it? Oh, to it to- yeah. It husband to- and wife. It to-
2: totally was for me because it was sort of a a mark of, you know, my success in Mormonism was that I had this husband that was so righteous and oh. had all these wonderful callings, and we were just the perfect family. So that was very important to me, that yeah. the picture was family beautiful. The home evenings yes.
1: and all the oh, yes. things that you could control, at least, yes. that you were trying to do your best. Did yes. you feel like that on the inside, too? No.
2: It? No. <laughs> no, it was no. all, after a while, you know, 10, 15 years, it was... A drudge, because really? i was not I was not being spiritually fed. I didn't understand that at the time, but now, when I look back on it, I recognize what it was is it was just complete spiritual emptiness. It was all about a list of things that I had to do, and you know, sort of keeping up with the Joneses, because everybody else, when I went to church on Sunday, they were all, you know, they had loving families and all this harmony. And I'm like, what's wrong with my family? So I just pretended. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. everything was good and it it was very draining it was very difficult
1: Do you think there are others like that I, I, I suspect, know I keep saying that to people maybe, yeah but, I suspect there probably there are, are because
2: people just and you just you don't want to express that to anyone because somehow to express doubt or lack of any kind of spirituality
1: shows weakness oh it does it shows it? that
2: you're not approved of God and yeah. you know just those kinds of oh. pressures are put on you for perfection and it's yeah. very very taxing
1: well you mentioned that that the family, or be, the importance of the family kind of drew you to the church. Yes. Were you very aware of doctrine at this point? When oh, you, yes. When yeah. You were? Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yep. You had a testimony of oh, Joseph yes. Smith? Oh, yes, absolutely and, I did. Really?
2: Yep. Very, very powerful testimony. Oh,
1: my goodness. Yep. And Book of Mormon and everything. Of
2: course, yes.
1: You sound like a little me <laughs> I just <laughs>
0: hook,
2: well, I, sink, I, no? Part of my... Um, pre-renewal in Christ personality was that I was very much type A, I was uh, very much a perfectionist control, like to control things. And once yeah. somebody showed me the program, I was going to work it all the way. And wow. so that's, that's what I was engaged in doing. Ne-
1: never any questions about the church? I mean, you went to the temple? No, not initially. No, nope.
2: no. I was at, and, and I have heard people say that they had problems when they went, went to, the, to temple. the temple. It just didn't seem right to them. But boy, I, it was okay with me. I was, oh my <laughs> I was so righteous and all the white clothes. They looked so nice. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and it's such a pride thing, isn't it? Oh, I mean, it totally it just, was. You know, yeah, it totally was. Carry your little suitcases into the temple yep. and everything, yep. and it's just yeah. And like you said, the measure of your success would be based on what your husband's accomplishments were. Yep. And, uh, live those days. I'm <laughs> strange. Yeah. So what what happens to to you as you? go um, along after you said 15 or 16 years? Yeah. Or well,
2: we had some struggles in our marriage. We mm. had some financial difficulties and we had some, uh, emotional, you know, some mm. entanglements with, I, that sounded funny. Yeah. We just butted heads a yeah. lot. Uh, in fact, my daughter told me the other day, I can't remember a time in our childhood when you and dad weren't fighting oh, about something and that
1: I just, was her perception. it broke my heart, yeah. you
2: know, but that's, that was the reality of it. And uh, of course, the last thing on my mind was to end up being a divorced woman because that's, I mean, that's, you know, a major faux pas, yeah, especially for sure? someone like me who wanted everything to be perfect, but that's ultimately what ended what happened up happening. Divorce? And, and you
1: probably felt guilty over that? Yeah, I mean, there
2: sure. was a lot of, well, actually, it, yeah. Initially, when it was all looked like it was going to happen, it was like, "Wait a minute! I, I've lost control here," yeah. and it was a weird sensation. I've done right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: So um, me? But now I realize that it was—I don't know if it was a God thing, you know, Him saying, "Okay, you've had enough. Time to transition <laughs> now." But um, it was. The thing that was so difficult about it was I, I guess there's a policy in a divorce situation that both recommends are taken from the husband and the wife. Okay. I didn't know that, didn't but know that's that what I was told. Okay. Anyway, I, so I had my recommend taken away, and I was, I was devastated because here I am at the most vulnerable, painful, you know, horrific, emotional time of my life, and I can't be with God, I thought. Mm. You know, I can't go to the place where... Um, you know i could be the closest to yeah. god and and get his strength and all this kind of stuff and i i ne- i couldn't understand that because i hadn't really done anything i mean it's silly to say it now. I hadn't done anything to make myself unworthy right. in the, nothing in the, wrong. by the Mormon vernacular, ah, of course.
1: Able to answer all the questions. And yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. And yet, uh, you know, it was like pulling the rug out from underneath me. Wow. And I just basically felt like my um, trapeze had broken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was no net, and I was going On down. Your way down. Yeah. It was a really scary oh, feeling. Shoot. Um, and
1: how many children did you have? We had five. Oh, boy.
2: And my littlest was two. He's 17 now, so he doesn't remember any of this. Mm. But it was a really difficult time. Mm -hmm. But I realize now that I had to go through that painful situation because it caused dissonance in my head. It caused me to go, okay, something's wrong here. Because here's this guy who's supposed to have spiritual discernment over me, the bishop.
1: Oh, the bishop, yeah.
2: And yet he hasn't got a clue about what's going on in my life, even though I'm telling him that I'm, you know, I'm this and I'm in his office and I'm reading, you know, the miracle of forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) And all all of these things that I'm doing, trying to, you know, be worthy of my recommend. And it was just like, nope, you're not getting it. And so I just thought, man, something, there's something wrong. Well, then the next thing I knew, my now ex-husband got his recommend back. And then I was just like, Okay, this is just
1: something is something's really
2: here. off here. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably me. But if this is the way it is, then there's a couple of things going on. Either God doesn't love me or I am never gonna be worthy of the celestial kingdom. Isn't and and this strange. is all I've got. Yeah. So I just said I'm, I'm walking away for a while because I need some perspective. There's something really wrong. Yeah. But before I walked away, I I made a pact with God. I said I'll come back, but you have to show me that this is the right way because right now this is not feeling good. This is not <laughs> seeming right.
1: Something strange. Yeah. No.
2: And uh, did
1: he answer I, that prayer? Oh
2: yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he took me a completely different direction. Than Surprised I, you? How he bad. did. He's what, the what very did surprising do? God. <laughs> Well, um, I went back to college, and I met an, a Christian friend who mm-hmm. was um, very willing to to question me on my beliefs, and we would have many, many debates late into the night, often.
1: Still, you're defending oh, the defi- church yeah, all Absolutely, the way. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, yeah, because just because it wasn't working for me didn't mean, mean it, it wasn't, wasn't working true. for everybody yeah. else, okay. and, you know, I was the problem, and so forth, so... Anyway, ah. he was willing to say, Well, that isn't true. You know, I'd say, Well, what about this and this? Well, that's, right, not, true. that's not true. So that, I had that. And then um, when I went back to school, I was doing a report for an anthropology class and I was doing some research on the internet and up popped up the whole thing with the book of Abraham. And I oh. was just like,
1: that You're was kidding. Shocking to me. It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a big one and for me. And
2: the, the thing that was so distressing to me was that the church had known all of this before I even joined and so all well, of back in the 60's yes, they got the papyrus. yes out. and so I was just flabbergasted and I thought if Joseph could get this so wrong that's hard fast evidence for me that he was not a prophet not
1: even get it so wrong but to actually be uh, Faking it.
2: Oh, the whole story just stunk from yeah. start to finish, and so I just. So
1: that was really. A,
2: for me, that was like. The, after
1: hearing about other things too, probably I don't know what. Things yeah, that I mean, you was. About. I had
2: other input, obviously, yeah. from my friend, and um, we had seen the the DVD about the DNA, but even that was not as convincing to me. It convinced my little boy, but um, <laughs> you know, he wasn't brainwashed, which I'm so <laughs> grateful for. But anyway, I was, and so it was just well, you know, God. God can change the DNA. I mean, it was, you know, silly, whatever, it has to be true, um, was my mindset. But this Book of Abraham thing was just like, I just not, oh my goodness, I've been fooled. And so from then on, it was basically a journey uh, to finding Christ. And he basically found me. So Christ.
1: And as you look back, you really realize that there are different steps along the way that probably prepared you.
2: Well, and he knew that my feelings had fooled me for 20-some years wow. and so he was not going to give me feelings anymore he wanted to he knew I needed information you know. I needed truth
1: was it how shocking was it at the beginning to I guess the book of Abraham was the real clincher there but how how, how tough was that to come to back up as I've said uh, to step back a little bit and really look at this objectively that's hard to do isn't
2: it um, well it Initially, after I got over the shock, yeah. I the thing that shocked me more than what I had found out was the fact that I hadn't found it out sooner because there was so much information out <laughs> there.
1: Well, it isn't anything to talk about and because no. it is... I mean, you'd expect it if this book of Abraham with the papyri really was true... would have been trumpeted. It would, well, it would be trumpeted. It would have be been on every, in every right. general conference. And I, but everything. I don't
2: even mean even that per se, but just everything. You know, the polygamy and the changes of doctrine and, you know, the covering up of, you know, Mountain Meadow Massacre and Blood Atonement and just uh, just the amount of, you know, it was like the 16-ton weight (laughs) (laughs) on my head. So, Anyway, it, it, it got to be where I had to know everything. I had to know it all.
1: So what did you do next after this? Uh, um,
2: well, I kind of wandered in darkness for a while, sort uh-huh. of experimenting with new agey type stuff because I was kind of turned off to the whole idea of Christian God. Yeah. It didn't last very long, though, because I'd had an experience as a child where God had answered a prayer and that oh. had always just really stayed with me. So.
1: so you felt like you knew there was a God yeah, that loved you. Yes cared about you, but you weren't as a Latter-day Saint measuring up, but that didn't mean his LDS church wasn't true. Right.
2: Yeah. uh, So I finally was able to disentangle God from the LDS church and and realize that he was something totally separate from that. (laughs) But as I said, I had this good Christian friend and he kept feeding me stuff. You know, he, I had a, 30-minute commute to work, and so he'd give me a, a sermon <laughs> CD or something to listen to. And eventually, it, largely Started focusing clicking, on yeah. the Bible, yeah. But and so eventually it dawned on me that Hey, this is the one book that Joseph Smith didn't bring forth. This is the one book that has endured for, you know, fifteen hundred or thousands of years. You this know, this is written the over only book that Joseph
1: Smith didn't bring forth. Yeah. Or didn't have a chance to and he even tried to change that. Yes. With his Joseph Smith translation. Yes. But yes. he tried to change that. So you started relying on the Bible. I, so I
2: realized that hey, maybe I should at least maybe look into trust it. This book. Yeah. yeah. Just at least look into it. Yeah. You know, it couldn't it couldn't be all bad. <laughs> so, so I started to read it, but of course with you know, really nobody there to, to kind of help me through it, it was kind of difficult for me. But I did start also to go to a Christian church where mm. the word was preached and, yeah. and the pastor was really good about opening up you know what it meant what it really meant yeah and kind of the things and and the other thing that was really helpful is um I started reading a a modern english translation oh. instead of the king james uh-huh. um now I can read the king james and it's not a problem well ain't. except for hebrews <laughs> <laughs> but um but having it in regular english that we use every day was so much yeah. it was just was really helpful to me oh, so good. yeah
1: so what was what was next then i mean you you keep going to church, Yeah. And are your children going with you? And um,
2: off and on kind of yeah. they would, but they were kind of trying to find their way, you yeah. know, their own way, And, um, but I was just sitting there one day listening to him preach, and his topic was put first things first, mm. and seek first the kingdom of heaven, Good. and then all of all these things. things will be added, and yeah. I, it just was like a light went on in my head, and I realized it, I'm a sinner, and He died for me, and I'm saved because of what He did, and I'm going to heaven, and all of that just... It was just like talk about a burning in your bosom. It was just burning in my head and in my heart and in um, all every inch of me and isn't that wonderful So I just jumped up and I told my pastor, I, I said, I need to be baptized. I have been saved and I just it I just realized it.
1: And what had he said? It was just,
2: just the putting first things first. first in fact my first, my uh, my good Christian friend became my husband. Um, and he actually went back a few years ago and l- had him look up that sermon that he, yeah. that, that Pastor yep, Scott was preaching touched and yourself. he gave it to me and that's uh-huh. what it was about was putting first things first, get your life right with God first and then everything else just kind of follows in place.
1: He was moment. right. <laughs> that spiritual regeneration or being born again and you were ready yep. to be baptized yep. and, and it is a moment kind of a thing oh, isn't it it? Is. I mean being heavier, having your eyes open yeah,
2: yeah that justification that realization that you're a sinner in need of a savior and that Jesus did that for you that's a moment, yeah. But then that sanctification, that making, allowing the Holy Spirit to make you holy—that's the rest of your life. That's your yeah. walk with Christ, and it's absolutely the most amazing thing yeah. because it just—you're just cleansed every day by the Word and and by the Holy Spirit, and it's just wonderful. But wow. yet, you don't have to worry about that because God's taking care of that. He's yeah. already done everything for your salvation, for your sanctification. All he wants you to do is to go tell everybody else. Don't worry about yourself. You're golden. Go tell everybody else.
1: Knowing that you've run into little things before, now anybody listening to this knows a little bit more about the book of Abraham. Yes. What is it about the LDS that they're not catching? Why are they not getting this sense of knowledge?
2: Well, I think there's a lot of reasons, but I think the number one thing that holds them back from from the interactions that I've had with my f- now former LDS friends is pride. You know? Really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Pride
1: I to, of not wanting to look, not willing to look?
2: Pride in what they, they already ha- have it? Yes. Pride in what they already have. Wow. They already have it figured out. I mean, yeah. I think that pride is the sin that I mean, this is just my personal opinion that God hates the most Why? because it was Satan's pride that caused this beautiful creation to fall.
1: Pride is too. You're looking at yourself.
2: Yes, absolutely. I'll do
1: it myself. Absolutely. I'll take care of business and, and myself. I'm,
2: and and the the Latter Day Saints that are content, they're they're on the treadmill, they're doing the checklist, and they're yeah. they're happy. They have the whole family thing and all of that. They. Um, don't want to hear the message of Jesus because they've already got it figured out, and, and they're they going to be a god, and yeah. they, you know, yeah. they've got it all worked out. So don't bother me with this <laughs> Christianity stuff.
1: Don't don't bother me with this Jesus stuff. Right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Jesus made up the difference. And the
1: Bible, you can't trust that. Yeah. Or at least you can't trust it entirely, which is an interesting concept that yeah. they trust it at all if they yeah. can't trust some of it. So uh, Jesus is a is a latter day saint. What, what was your concept of him?
2: Well, pretty much um, the what I just is. what I just said I you mean, know, he he, just your
1: elder brother he
2: works he makes up the difference you yeah. you do everything that you can and he makes up the difference and um,
1: boy that short changes him, sure it sure sells him short yes it doesn't it? yep and here he's given us this free gift
2: and when I found out about um, you know, being dead in our sins, uh, you know, yeah. to me, uh, you're a dead body lying on the ground. You can't, you can't do anything to lift yourself.
1: That's right. It's
2: all about Him breathing new life into you. He has done it all. Being
1: born again in yes. the Spirit.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Oh, I wish the LDS would pick up on that. I know. It's, it's so hard because when
2: you you try to share it with them and they just get resentful. They don't want to be told that they're sinners and they don't, until you are ready, yes, until you are ready to say, I'm a sinner. I can't, I'm a wretch. I cannot do this myself. Until you're ready to get to that point, you don't see a need for Jesus.
1: I I almost think though that almost everyone we've talked to, as they look back, they see God in their life touching them Mm. one way or another. Yes. Either making them feel or just little things that have been said, or th- th- that's been thrown at them that mm. they should have picked up on, yeah. but they just didn't get the didn't get the message. So yeah. maybe somebody will be listening tonight that'll
2: so. pick up on that message. That's my honey. prayer is that someone will. I, it's difficult um, to share with the Latter Day Saints because they will deny. You know, you'll share a a, a verse in the Bible with them, and they'll say, well, it doesn't say that, or it doesn't mean that. It's like, (laughs) yeah, it does say that, and yeah, it does mean that. So I I guess just, you know, hopefully that the word of truth will touch them, because... The New Testament does it every time. And
1: read the Bible as a child, yep. and just try to understand. Yep. So, what do you think is most misunderstood by the Mormons about Christians?
2: Oh, that one's easy. What's um, <laughs> Because I get the old pat. Oh, so you just say a prayer and then you can live however you want.
1: Now you're saved. You can just do what you want. Yeah, mean. absolutely. Well, what's the flaw in that? <laughs> well,
2: I always, we've started saying recently. Well, it's like um, saying, you know, I've got this this brand new spouse and we just went through this marriage ceremony we spoke our loving vows to each other and you know I'm gonna take him or her home and then kiss kiss I love you but I got a date tonight so I'm going out and I'm just gonna party you know, who knows what the night will bring, but I'll see you tomorrow. Maybe. But I love you so much. That's a wonderful analogy. See, you would never do that with someone that you had made a love commitment to. And I have a love commitment to Jesus, and oh, He has wow. one to me. And That's I wouldn't, beautiful. I would never go against that. I would never be unfaithful well, to you that. You don't
1: want to disappoint Him?
2: No. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to disappoint well, Him. Well, you'll follow. But I would never want to um, choose to live my life in a way that would cause disfellowship between us and I know I fall short and he knows I fall short he knows what I'm going to do tomorrow that I haven't even done yet and he's already forgiven me for it and how can you not love someone like that it completely is so
1: the guilt and all this stuff you've been carrying all these years perhaps as a latter day saint is all gone isn't that a wonderful feeling it is Yep. and prayers mean so much more. Yes. Do your prayers as a Latter-day Saint? Do you remember any of those? Oh yes, <laughs>
2: they were very formal and stilted, and you had to use the these and the vows and
1: yeah.
2: you know, it was. Uh, it, it's almost like your prayers were a measure of your of your righteousness, and so you kind of had to practice them so that they sounded really good. <laughs> and uh, it's silly to think now, but. But now, I mean, the Holy Spirit prays for me. When I can't pull the words out of myself, you know, Paul yeah. promised that he is going to say the things that I need to say, and he's always right there. I don't have to close my eyes or, you know, fold my arms or any of that. I mean, I can if I want to, but sure. I can just talk to him like you and I are talking. Yeah. You know, I'm his friend now. I'm, I'm not separated from him. And
1: such a trust in what he's done for us yes. and the, where you're going. Yes, You don't have to worry about whether you've going to make it or not. No, I don't worry about
2: that. (laughs) I try not to worry about much. Well, we've got just a minute
1: minute or two left. What would you tell the Latter-day Saints? Have you got?
2: Well, I think the thing that I would say is, you know, don't look at Christians as your enemy. They're not out there trying to, you know, um lie to you or be right There's no
1: reason to do that. We
2: yeah. we want to share this this beautiful, you know, we're just starving wretches too and we just want to share this crust of living, you know, of, of the bread of life and yeah. living water with you and we see, you know, that that where your religion is taking you is is not where you want to go and it it breaks our hearts to see <laughs> you
1: Well, and you were an active devoted member for From your conversion Mm -hmm. for what 20 20 or 20 or so years, and and I was 60 plus. um, Just the fact that we we certainly wouldn't be willing to give up our eternal uh, salvation on a whim. Yeah. And uh, if they would just consider the fact that there is something out there, and uh, don't trust us, trust God. No, check it out. But at least believe that we have found something and that there is something to find. Yeah. Because the Mormons you, don't really believe that. No, and
2: if if what you believe is true, then it'll withstand your scrutiny.
1: Well you gave one little quote that I thought was so good. Do you remember it? You you told <laughs> something me something
2: similar to what I just if said. If what you I believe is true, true yeah.
1: it should stand up to scrutiny.
2: Absolutely, yep.
1: Yeah. So don't don't be afraid to search. Nope. And, and and to truth step back set and you free. the truth will set you free. Well, Laura, you are such a delight, oh, such a pretty young Earl. lady, and uh,
2: <laughs> I've been called young in a while. <laughs>
1: thanks, Earl. It was so wonderful to have you with us. Now I know you send out a lot of material with your husband to other people and give give information out, and so uh, we appreciate that. And if anyone would like any of the information they have, they can contact me, and I'll okay. I'll have them get in touch with you. Is That'd that great. okay?
0: We'd be happy to All share right. it.
1: Thanks for joining us. Good night.
0: This has been the audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit ExMormonFiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at ExMormonFiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.